Hello, everybody. Welcome to Nerd Wars. Wah, 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 wah. This one's going to be so much fun. I got two of my favorite uh, return players here uh, to battle out a really intense topic uh, with, die, what is it, to die, never, die, die, no time to die? To never die? <laughs> well, I don't even remember. I can't keep track anymore. No time to die? Is that what it is? There's no die no, tonight. No. What? No, I don't even freaking know. New to <laughs> Daniel Craig's final, supposedly final James Bond movie is coming out this March. Uh, we're going to ask the question, is Bond re relevant anymore? Do we need to recast Bond? Do we even need to have a new Bond? Do we need any more Bond? Is he a man of the times that's no longer here? We're going to get all into that, plus some bonus fights. Guys, they just announced the Friends reunion specials happening. Dick is very excited, and Jesse is not, so we're going to throw that in, as well as a fun bonus round. So you're going to want to stick around this fight. Uh, and I implore you, if you're not a member yet, join. Hit the join button next to subscribe. It helps uh, keep this channel going so we can keep this going weekly, bring in these guests, make all the time to produce it. So thank you so much for your support. You can ask questions throughout. We're going to have a really fun stream, uh, so let's get to it. Uh, let's meet our special guests on the phone. So excited to have here back uh, to fight it out over James Bond. Is it relevant? Welcome. Dick Masterson and Jesse Milestone. What's up, guys? What's up? What's up, Andy? Oh, How you, you doing? Not, there you go. Now you were peeking. There, good. Uh, good to have you back, Dick and Jesse. Uh, Dick, you are going to be fighting against James Bond. You do not think he's relevant any further. Is that correct? That's right. And I have many reasons why I think so. Oh, I, I would hope so. I'm excited. He's you, done. You he's had done. Some, Put him out to pasture. You had some good reasonings on The Mandalorian. You, you changed my mind for a week, and then you were completely wrong. But uh, you had me for a week because you got me on an off week. Yeah. Did you see when they punched that baby? Was that the most ridiculous? <laughs> and it, it, that punch ruined Star Wars for me. I thought, whoa, 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 whoa. That long for Star Wars to be ruined for you? Oh, God. Oh, hey, oh. Uh, but, Jesse, you're here to defend James Bond's honor. Is that what I'm hearing? That's right. I have one more reason than Dick has. So. Oh, what? Oh, you okay? One more than him. That's all it takes. Uh, so you guys will be here fighting James Bond and his relevancy, relevancy, relevancy. Did I do that right? Relevancy. Relevancy. Uh, and in studio, I got two of my favorite fighters here to help you in case you need it. Uh, on on the irrelevant side, we got Ian Elliott Carter from the Controversy. Welcome back. It's been too long, my man. Welcome back, Ian. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm saying less. I'm letting my dick talk. All right, you're letting your dick talk. <laughs> this one's smart, man. Uh, and then Adon, are you gonna let your Jesse talk? Because you're gonna be backing up Jesse, saying that he is not relevant. He is still as relevant as ever. What are you thinking, Adon? Of course, uh, it's always a wise decision to let the uh, the lady uh, in power uh, take over and uh, <laughs> handle that conversation because they always have a valid point and they're always right. Oh, it's already begun. <laughs> here, here are our teams tonight. We got Such Dick and Ian man. versus Jesse and Adon. Uh, I'm excited for this fight. There's going to be a lot of fun stuff, so stay tuned. Uh, get involved in the comments. Oh, I see all you badges. Yeah, Master Penguin, baby. Uh, that was clever. You used. I've never seen that before. Yeah, baby. Uh, we got a lemon. We got a bunch of cool stuff in there. You got little. Sp I, you can use my face as an icon if you remember. Uh, so thanks to all you supporting. Now let's get to round one. I want to get straight to this. Uh, I'm flipping a coin. All right, Dick. Uh, call it heads or tails. Heads. It is tails. So Jesse, would you like to go first or second? I'll jump right in. Oh, she's jumping jump in. in. Here we go, guys. So Jesse's starting oh, off. Jesse, is James Bond relevant? Go. Abso-frickin-lutely. Uh, James Bond is a pinnacle of male culture and always has been. And, and in fact, 
based on the way our culture is going and the opportunity now with the end of the Daniel Craig era, which I hope we can all agree is terrible, uh, you have a serious opportunity to right some societal wrongs and right some cinematic wrongs by recasting James Bond and by bringing this into a new era. Because we're in the middle of this massive cultural battle that cannot last forever. It's going to fizzle out at some point. It's going to lose steam. It's going to lose its power. Uh, and, and when it does, we need a way forward. And one of the things that we're really lacking in cinema today is positive male role models. Because the, the mainstream media, because Hollywood has been taken over by this idea that men are toxic, men are bad, men are evil, and any traditionally male traits are cast in that light. So when you revamp uh, James Bond, when you take it into, into a, a new light, you have an opportunity to say, bring it back to the period that it's most relevant and bring it back to the 60s, set it up in a period style so you can get away with a little more without your social justice warriors running around and decrying toxic masculinity. Uh, and you can set up a real man's man again. Uh, you can make some changes. You can make some adjustments. You can make some adaptations to keep it more modern, to keep it more relevant, to acknowledge the shifting role of men and women in 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 at places like Secret Service, um, while still creating a, a masculine, traditionally masculine, positive male role model who's fun, fun to watch, who I really think you can you can dial back and and help uh, reshape the action genre, which has gone so far off the rails, and the Daniel Craig, James Bond movies are exemplifiers of this. You have an opportunity to reclaim the positive legacy that is James Bond and, and create a positive male role model uh, for the next generation. Take it away, Dick. Look, if I want a positive male role model, I don't want to see any abs. I don't want to see a one-dimensional drug addict on screen visiting foreign locations and hanging out with the uh, with, uh, thoughts with daddy issues. If I wanted to see that, I'd go follow Dan Bilzerian on Instagram. Uh, a real male role model in this genre is triple X, first of all. James Bond is a walking, talking, drinking patriot act. Uh, he is everything that's wrong with our parents and their parents. The reason James Bond is not relevant anymore is because he's trying to stop an evil, evil organization from taking over the world. He, was, he fit a time when, they, when people had houses, jobs, health insurance, families. I don't have any of that. I would kind of I kind of want to hear what Spectre has to say about Medicare and climate change because James Bond's crew hasn't been doing such a good job of it. This is James Bond is the ultimate boomer being a sarcastic jerk to the one kid in his life that can give him the technology he needs to fight these evil things, but he doesn't even give him the cue, the basics respect that he deserves. One of James Bond's villains Goldfinger is trying to ruin the U.S.'s gold supply to crash the economy. That's called Bitcoin. I don't want James Bond anywhere near these things. He's a relic. He belongs in the past. He should be replaced by a woman. Then she can just complain about how she's not respected all day at work and not return calls. Where's James Bond on that one? Is he going to tell me is he going to tell me how to get chicks to return my calls? No. Is he going to tell me how I can avoid living in a pipe and paying back my student loans and eating bugs? I don't think so. This is a modern world. We need a modern a modern action hero. Not a set of abs. All right. Well, okay. 
So, so Dick, uh, classic millennial Masterson, I can see you really like yelling. Well, yes. that's too bad for you. That's too bad for you because nobody yells better than I do. And quite clearly, this is exactly why we need a new James Bond more than ever. Because we have a bunch of lazy-ass millennial men like you who forgot what being manly even means and are complacent with a dad bod, want to peddle dad bods to women as if we want that nonsense. We do not. I like abs. Real men like abs. Real men have abs. All right? And they don't need to run around flashing their abs to be inspirational and powerful. Maybe we do need a man running around showing what you can do with your damn life even after a few martinis. You can have a few martinis, still hit the gym, and save the dang world. You have to sit around on your couch complaining about how nobody takes care of you, how the system doesn't take care of you. Go fix the system. Let's have a James Bond that demonstrates how we can fix that system. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Sure, there are things about him that are antiquated that don't make sense anymore, that don't track and don't follow. That's why you have an opportunity with a recast, a revamp, a new direction, a blend of these lazy millennial ideals and attitudes repackaged into something <laughs> that can be redirected to do some good rather than having people sit on their butts, talk about why life is so unfair for them. Yeah. Oh, lazy millennials. Yeah, the, the freshest, all these lazy millennials out building the technology that James Bond can't understand. It's James Bond, the world has gotten so bad that you cannot come up with bad enough supervillains to take on the actual real world problems that we have. How is James Bond going to stop an elite pedophile ring from running the country? I'd like to sit me down and explain that one, James Bond. James Bond, what are you gonna do about the million Muslims China has in concentration camps? Riddle me that one, James Bond. Look, I'm sorry, a mastermind running a sex slave ring is a brilliant and relevant topic in today's society. Uh, peddling child pornography, et cetera. Yeah, James Bond is part of it. He's in that ring. They're his boss. <laughs> That's my point. This is James Bond. Little boys, show me the James Bond movie where he diddles a little boy. Uh, James Bond is Quantum from a time when there is, <laughs> there is no time in modern movie making history when diddling little boys was okay. So I'm not even the '60s. Not even the '60s. Yeah, James Bond is from a time when there is good and bad. We live in a time where there is only bad. We, if James Bond, if James Bond has some kind of a wall-building watch that he can deploy, I'm all for it. But otherwise, otherwise, James Bond has turned into a bunch. It turned into Ricky Lake. He's got problems with his brother, and his brother is angry at him. Like, what? If, what am I even watching here? What happened to wanting to blow up the moon? Why don't these guys have a good cry together? That's why we need to change. That's why we need to change because Daniel Craig is a millennial pussy bond, right? That's why That's why you should like him. I'm surprised you don't because it's exactly that. Running around crying poor me because life is so unfair and I'm going to do it my own way because no one respects me. We need that update, that revamp. We need to bring in, bring back the classic. And that's the whole thing. You're right. There's a lot of bad and there's a lot of shades of gray. And what's beautiful about James Bond is he is never a morally straight and narrow character. He brings that moral flexibility, that moral gray area that's so fun to watch in a character. But you can also, at the end of the day, say, look, it takes all kinds. You have different people in the MI6 organization, some who are classically good, some who are more flawed, some who are just downright evil and double-crossing. But the all fighting against a monolithic evil and to define those lines there are things in this world you go back to certain movies are timeless because of that struggle against good and evil and you can look at these shades of gray we're tired of it 
We are mired in shades of gray in our society. It is refreshing to have a little good versus evil. It is refreshing to set up some big monolithic bad guy that we can all agree is the exemplification of evil in this world and watch some smarmy, you know, smack-talking dude take it all down. So what, do you, what is the version you're pitching? I mean, if we're, if we're allowed for keeping him, he's still relevant. I guess that you want to go back and do a, like a prequel or you want to take it to a different – that seems kind of like a cop-out. Can we do a new Bond in this the way it's now? How would you do it, Jesse? I guess is what I'm trying to figure Daniel out. Daniel Craig gets wiped – because the whole thing is I don't feel bad about wiping away the Daniel Craig era because they wiped away everything that came before. It was a reboot. It's a rehash. It's not anything Bond ever was with all these – this serial – this 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 non-serialized, this, this episodic uh, uh, – story to story to story continuation of, of what happened, building everything on the thing. That's not how James Bond is. James Bond is one-offs. It's serial episodic uh, movies that are just, this happened, this is contained. Maybe the, there's slight references to each other, but they're, they're one-off stories. So we don't need to follow this crazy Daniel Craig timeline where everything is connected to everything. We need to go back to these individual uh, stories, these fun uh, one-offs of here's the bad guy, here's James Bond, and yeah, there's it's formulaic, and that's okay. Uh, it's there's not a problem for it because you could take it into, you could go back into a period style, which I think would be one fun way to look at it, or you can keep it in the modern world, update all these things, take the classic spin uh, off of the old ideas and bring it back, update it, make it newer, make it different. You know, bring in your character, like your Felix character, who's the, you know, recurring American agent, and you can make him female, sure, why not? And then, hey, guess what? Maybe they can have casual sex because we live in a new world where you can be bros with a chick, you can bang her sometimes, doesn't mean you have feelings, it's like a whole new way of approaching you know love and relationships so you can you can update things like his his misogyny his womanizing to make it to give the woman equal agency and to make these commentaries i'm like yes we can have a sex positive film where like we can just bang everybody all the time and it's cool it doesn't mean the woman's a slut or take away any of her agency you can have these you can update a lot of these antiquated ideas bring them into a modern world make it really fun create a man who can be masculine who can be tough who can be strong who can also work in tandem with equally strong females who can bang equally strong females i mean that's like that's one of the best parts of equally strong females james bond james bond is a, a suicidal head case james bond is a suicide bomber for the uk he is not strong at all he is a junkie and a drug addict strength doesn't he is a suicidal murderous drug addict that goes around the world on the taxpayer's dime reigning imperialism over over poorer countries he's a psychopath you don't want to pair you don't want a woman all the women who all, there are women who are like that they all have uh they all have bpd you can find them a dime a dozen it's just when it manifests in a man he's a violent maniac this is not a role model he's a lunatic but he can be. That's the whole point. The whole point is you're not seeing the big picture of what he can be. You're not seeing the idea that a character can evolve. They can change. They can be updated. They can be modernized. And you have an opportunity to take somebody who was this bastion of whatever you want to call, to use the phrase, toxic masculinity, which I personally hate, uh, and you can change him into into something that's more palatable, that's more attractive, that's a that's a better version of what he of what the idea of what of what he originally was. James Bond is a boomer stuffed animal. They they hold. <laughs> James Bond at night and they tell themselves that they're not the bad guy. They say the reason I love James Bond. <laughs> well, you might have a little boomer in you. James Bond is the guy who at night whispers in their ear, no, no, there's real bad guys out there. Trust me, it's not you. There's other bad guys. That's why you gotta behave like this. It's cute in a way, but it's over. There's James Bond's time is over. All right, I want to so bring in Hail Hydra. 
I want to bring in the fighters here because I see him. Ian or Don, anything you wanted to add before I just make sure I got you guys involved in this fight? I mean, it just seems like she just wants to reboot us to death. I'm, I'm just done with it. Let's just do something. I think the future right now is John Wick, that type of franchise that obviously was inspired a little bit by the James Bond franchise. But we're just, I just, I don't need to see another James Bond. I don't need another actor. I don't need another, hey, I'm a secret agent. I'm going to have sex with her and drink this martini. Let's just do something else. Adon? See, James Bond is relevant because it, it's not the actor. It is the character. When you think John Wick, you can't think of anybody else but Keanu Reeves as John Wick. James Bond, you could put anybody who is willing to put in the work and play the part. We've had a Scotsman. We have a regular uh, Englishman. We've had you know, um, American. They all play the role trying to play an Englishman spy. Right. And through each in, uh, individual role playing, we have different aspects of how they're portraying the character. And that's what she's getting at. Like the revision of the characters also in part how the character is. Every time they put in a new actor, it revises the character. The character has life anew. He is just reborn as uh, it is. The United and Nations it, of, of secret agency. Exactly. Oh, freaking cool. <laughs> and cool. now here's the thing that I look at it uh, uh, to answer Dick's question about like how is he going to solve these problems? How is he going to stop pedophiles? Listen, Dan James Bond is that guy that will go the distance to make sure that the problem is solved permanently. He is that guy that will go about and do that. And if he feels necessary, he'll make them suffer a little bit more. Uh, case in point, he'll probably take a, a, a cue from the hole in the chair with a rope tied with a knot uh, me measure. It might do that uh, to uh, influence their decisions in the future. James Bond is that guy that won't be held back by society. And you're right. He does have that suicidal death wish tendency. But when you're talking about a character who's going out there day and day, uh, going to be uh, put out there. If he gets caught, they're going to omit him. He's off the books. He's off the records. That's the kind of character that you need, and that's the kind of guy that is uh, James Bond. We've so, seen this many times, though. How many we, times we got to see this? Bro? But you know what? All the other stuff that you see is based off of him. He is the We're character. We're just going to see he, this with a different actor. It's the same story. But well, no, that, wanna, that's not the thing. It I wanna, gets revised. I, I see some comments in here making some interesting comments. Uh, like, John Wick is tiring. It's over, too. Like, Mission Impossible is the only one that's working. Uh, what what, fran what Where... What franchise is working in your minds, everybody, or for the Bond fans? And why, uh, or the non-Bond fans, is there an action franchise you prefer right now? Or are they all sort of getting stale? And then, I still don't, like, I'm not understanding the picture. You're saying we can have a Bond with abs who's, I, I don't, can you just, and if you need a second while Dick tells me something, but what, who's, who are you casting? Who's the casting? What kind of period are you doing it in? What's, what's the feel of the movie? Uh, I need to sort of hear that from Jesse and Adon of why is this still relevant? Because it does feel like it's sort of getting the same old stuff in yeah. error that doesn't really justify it. I, I do hear and agree with a lot of what Dick's saying, but I, I guess I just want to see a little bit more, get a visualize it for me. So uh, go ahead. If you got one or if, if you need a minute, Dick can take over and, and complain too. Look, let me tell you, who is going to end the Federal Reserve, John Wick or James Bond? John Wick. That's all I'm saying. These are the real problems we have. James Bond lives or dies on his villains. And it is just not possible in the, in the modern era to make a villain who will serve these purposes. The last James Bond villain was, what was it, having the water supply in Bolivia or something like that? That's called a utility. That's not even, a, that's not even evil. Uh, the James uh, James Brosnan one, or Pierce Brosnan one was uh, that that Steve Jobs looking guy trying to 
trying to fake World War III for ratings. Our CNN does that. They say they do that. We have, it's impossible to come up with a more villainous organization than the ones we really have. Therefore, James Bond doesn't work. Jesse? Okay. So the whole point is you're, that is exactly the point. We have these incredibly villainous organizations in the world. And that's always been the point of Bond is you, it's it's an allegory for life. They The villains are created by the world. All you have to do is take an existing villainous corporation, villainous organization, some some entity in the world that's doing poorly and, and put a quirky face in front of it. So my new Bond, my, my modern era James Bond is Tom Hiddleston. I think he's a, a great, suave, smarmy, fun, engaging uh, Brit. Um, you know, turn his hair brown. We've seen it done before, and uh, and and I I want an updated right. So you're I, I want to see something pulled. You can pull some of the stories. How do the I think it's a really interesting thing to see. How do the '60s narratives, the original Bond stories, the the the, the books that Ian Fleming wrote? I don't want to see them rebooted. I want to see the ideas. Uh, lifted and modernized into a newer take, right? How do you take something that worked here? I think it's a really fun exercise for a writer that could that could turn out some really beautiful work. How do you, uh, in a world where so many of these gadgets that Bond has exist, how do you up the ante? How do you make something cooler and newer? Make it about the gadgets again. Make it about uh, uh, these these fun exchanges. These, I mean, the original Bond. The newer Bond franchise, forget forget Daniel Craig. That's like a basically a Jason Bourne ripoff, right? With the flashy action scenes and cutting the fast cuts and that. Original Bond had these beautiful, uh, uh, longer staged action scenes that were so much more about the characters and the people involved. How do you dig into that? One man facing down this kind of corporate evil. One man tackling uh, the people who 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 embody that type of evil that we do see in the world. I think that's what makes the struggle so interesting and beautiful. Exactly like you said, all of those evil entities, all of that evil is in the world. We can see it day after day. It's shoved in our faces. And what would be really empowering for us as an audience and fun is to watch, because it is fanciful in a way. It's fiction. And that's what's inspiring about it. Watch one man, one smarmy, uh, smooth-talking guy be able to look that evil in the face and take it on and take it down. So adapt the old stories, this, the way you wove the, the old narrative, narratives, the old type of Ian Fleming uh, stories into, bring it into a more modern setting. Figure out how to up the ante with the gadgets, up the ante uh, with the technology. What's the next step, right? Because in the 60s with all this futuristic stuff, what's futuristic now? What kind of fun uh, gadgets do we not Can't, have like, access to? Like what? You know what? I want to see, I, I let's not forget about the, speaking of evil, the biggest evil right now in the world, which is of course women. I want to see a MGTOW Bond in a fedora who shuns pussy galore, who lectures uh, who lectures young men on the black pill and these sorts of things. Uh, I'm just joking. What were you going to say, Andy? <laughs> no, listen. Like, we we could ahead. have a female villain. Like in, in like most uh, James Bond movies, let's be honest, are male villains. But nowadays we can have a female villain. Or like a, a it could be a, uh, like the biggest thing we talk about it is a government issues. There's government errors. You could have a veal, uh, female villain in a government, and that, and that could be a focus point. And what we're talking about is uh, Bond is one of those things that if they choose to uh, take it out of the books, it can be very relevant, and, and it has those ties. The technology um, and is notorious. James Bond movies literally dictate how technology is going to flow. You know, We've had car phones in, in Bond, cell phones, where they talk about like how underwater technologies are advancing. All those things were predicted in the James Bond movies well before they actually came out on the market. 
and we can uh, and that can still be done and um, like where they show holographic technologies of uh, screens uh, a size that's all things that they can do in there so the irrelevancy of like trying to throw it back that's something that's not necessary there it's definitely something that is there there's aspects of bond that can be very tied to what's now and what's happening okay so uh i don't i'm not sold on jesse's version so i i i don't tom hiddleston doing futuristic new weapons uh it sounds like the same and i, I gotta i, I maddox is making i'm maddox sorry i'm reading all these maddox <laughs> fuck maddox <laughs> tick. <What? laughs> masterson tick i come on don't kill me i'm all your all these maddox maddox is in the chat just spamming us this whole time and i I did literally just been modding three of them, so he was. That's why I had it. Um, but Dick, you're. I always give yeah. you a credit because Dick, you are. Um, uh, you're giving me a, a good reasons of why it's not as interesting because there's a lot of political stuff right now that sort of is de- not relevant. I mean, it's just not w- what Bond is. So uh, last, as we do final closing thoughts on this, to sort of wrap this up because I, I want to move on to some of these other fun topics. Why? How do we? How do you? How do you ignore that, Jesse? How do you ignore that a Don of sort of the world isn't really what James Bond has been? You, you And you're saying, well, the Ian Fleming Bond was that. Can you sell me more of a why James Bond is relevant and better than the John Wicks, the Mission Impossibles, and could still be relevant in this new world where he can't do a lot of the stuff he used to do? Uh, I'd love to hear that as you close out your, your arguments here. Uh, well, first of all, uh, the type of villains that you got in Mission Impossible are very similar to the type of villains you get in Bond. Uh, they're these character type of villains, and uh, and they represent sort of this this big, uh, t- prototypical, we're taking over the world kind of evil. And we all like that. We're all still on board with, with Mission Impossible. No one's saying that that's getting tired. In fact, the last movie, a lot of people think is the best one thus far. So so to say that that type of villain is irrelevant is, is just proven right away uh, by just by that comparison by that side by side um in terms of why we want one over the other a care one character versus the other i think that there are really uh, fascinating things and again i think this really it speaks to the role i mean uh, uh you have your um ethan hunt in mission impossible who is your pretty stereotypical good guy he's a little maverick he doesn't always play by the books but he's very much your good guy character that's always been a very uh, solid trope of me he does the right thing and i think uh it's fun and important to have your character who and you have your John Wick, who is very single track minded. He's a wonderful character. He's very entertaining to watch, but he's incredibly one dimensional. Um, and you have an opportunity with the James Bond to find breach that middle ground of a guy because the reality is is that is that people aren't always this perfect pristine good, and that's fun. And actually, I think they've evolved the Ethan Hunt character to be more like James Bond. Um, and if, if they're capturing on that success by evolving his character to be a little more of that maverick, a little more, you know, going against against the grain, uh, going against the rules, uh, that's what people want. That speaks to the fact that so that's something people want to see. And I think we lost that. We lost our way um, with, with Daniel Craig's Bond because he's become that very one-dimensional character where things kind of happen to him uh, rather than him actually going out and, and taking action. And I think it's... So who is your Bond? Who is the Bond that has worked for you? Um, I'm always been a big fan of Sean Connery. I think Roger Moore and Pierce Brosnan both had had great runs as well. Uh, but Sean Connery is my Bond. And so you feel um, you're you're just basically wanting to go back to that era with a new actor that's not playing it like Craig is doing it, but going more of the old school style is what you're trying to pitch here. 
I think you can bring the I think you can make the character a little more old school and you can update the setting. And I think there's a lot of ideas that you have to do. And now if you also look at Bond and, and, and whatnot, when you make a movie, you don't have to make something that's the whole point of this movie is to be earth shattering, groundbreaking, genre bending. Uh, Bond was never that. Bond had a the a, a, a thing that it did and it appealed to certain audience and it worked. And yeah, I think true. that that's uh, there's something that's not that's not a bad thing. It's not bad to say we have this character who's fun to watch. Let's take this guy. We're not sick of the character. Again, as you see, uh, as you can see, the way Ethan Hunt's be taken over that bond in the absence of a of a, a real James Bondy bond, because Daniel Craig does not serve that purpose. Is we like watching that guy. We like watching him make mistakes, uh, of, of be flawed, go up against uh, impossible adversaries, and succeed. Uh, again, there's something incredibly inspiring about that. There's something that 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 makes us engage. And and it's good escapism. The whole thing is it doesn't need to be this novel earth-shattering groundbreaking story it's escapism escapism is an incredibly important uh, overlooked piece of our culture being able to tap in to this big you know crazy espionage story that looks nothing like uh, what i see when i turn on 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 the mundane you know news in my backyard or what's going on in the american political scene god forbid uh but to watch this more fanciful more exciting version of it it helps in times like this when you know dick captured it perfectly this this directionlessness this this surrounded by evil this crazy thing that we live in having something that's that simple and fun uh to go back to that echoes something nostalgic for some of us some of us grew up yeah. you know having our parents show us bond that maybe it was a childhood thing that we loved so having that something that echoes that nostalgia while it's something that's more relatable and fun for us that escape is that ability to walk into the theater for two hours and forget the bullshit that's going on in your life and just relax and enjoy something fun uh something exciting has, has bond felt fun recently is i was the just question. about to argue that i just wanted to say <laughs> that as i do respect and i do like uh, sean connery james bond a lot i i I agree with you on that, but he's not going to be as profitable as Jane, uh, Daniel Craig. Let's just keep it real. It, it, that nostalgia is not going to sell for this next generation. They want action. They want you know crazy explosions. Well, Sean Connery but, doesn't act anymore. He's not. I mean, she's just well, saying I, someone who pulls so that, that, yeah. that. That's why I said that error. So not that James Bond type is not going to sell like a Daniel Craig type. That's a different type, not the actor, but that type is more you know uh, Fast and Furious <laughs> verse. You know, old. Yeah, old but and, and that's what I'm trying to figure out. It sounds like, yeah, yeah, but it sounds like you're trying to sell me on fun. So I, I don't fully get. I'm t I'm selling them on sales. That's not gonna attract the crowd. You you want to sell on nostalgia? You're no better than Disney. If you do that. See, yeah, like, okay, you can so. Sell on nostalgia about creating something new. Selling on nostalgia isn't a bad thing if you produce a good product. The problem with Disney is that they're old, they're banking only on nostalgia. We forget these things. Nostalgia isn't bad. Sounds like your whole pitch was nostalgia. He's like, I want to There's, bring it back to the old school. It's all part of the all the updated. You know, all these reboots are missing the zeitgeist that made them good in the first place. Like Star Wars was about hope and magic. They rebooted it and they stripped all that out of it. James Bond is about enforcing the status quo, and there is nobody who wants that enforced right now. Nope. Uh, spec, spec, you want you want Spectre's agenda. Uh, Spectre doesn't have a problem with me smoking weed, printing guns, or selling cryptocurrency. This is John Wick, Jason Bourne. These are all about guy individuals who are trying to escape systems. Uh, until that, until we get back to something where people are happy again, I don't think James Bond like, is going to. Here's the thing. That's a great thing you just mentioned about Spectre. 
what movie yeah. talks about that stuff and brings that in other than in the James Bond film where they bring that in? Yes, he's the uh, considered a villain, and we're like talking about Spectre. You know, this is the villain, and he's not James Bond bringing this. James Bond's against this, but that's something you don't see in on John Wick. John Wick is just like he said. It's an action film. You watch it, you're out, or you're done. It's that one mindset. He, Ian over here wants uh, basically James Bond in space, and that's basically fun, but that's going to be a one-trick pony on that. That's not really going to be uh, um, uh, the point of what we're talking about. James Bond is relevant because it's actually a story. It's actually going to uh, be something that you can follow along. That's why it survived the 80s of the action films of that genre when everybody had long hair and they were blowing it up, and Arnold Schwarzenegger was uh, like, uh, like, I'll be back. All that was happening when James Bond was happening, and no one forgot James. James was still there. James will outlive us. I'm just going to say, James Bond will be there for life. He is like the Highlander, basically. You're not going to uh, cut off the head because it'll just uh, survive. But I think that's exactly a great point, too, is is you're talking about something, oh, this nostalgia was only relevant in the 60s. Exactly like you said, James Bond survived multiple decades. I still remember when uh, The World Is Not Enough came out, they skywrote 007 over my school, and it was the coolest thing ever. You had a whole generation of young people, uh, people who weren't even, who were, you know, 10 years old, getting excited about this idea that it's James Bond. So to say that it's that it's run its course, that it's that it's that it, it can't be relevant anymore discounts the decades that it survived. I don't think, or, I mean, we always think, oh, the term all of this generation, all this, we're never as different from the generation that came before us as we'd like to believe. All right. Uh, I've heard enough. I'm calling the time. Ding, 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 ding. Uh, it was an interesting fight. I, I, heard, bo I heard both sides. Uh, I heard. I heard. I heard. Uh, I, look, I just, I, 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 look, you did pitch me. I, I heard you, Jesse, and you're there. You, you, it is what it is. Uh, I just don't. It didn't excite me. So I, I want some of the audience. Are you, are you sold on sort of Jesse's pitch of Bond? Uh, vote yes, Bond, or something. Right, yes, Bond. Uh, in the comments now as I uh, uh, do this. Um, and uh, let's let's see if that helps me sway my decision. Um, uh, I just think overall, I think uh, I believe more of what uh, – Dick is saying here, this is it's such a weird world um, because I don't see Bond working in that world, uh, and that that's what gets me a little nervous. Um, so, uh, I'm waiting to see if the votes come in too. Uh, so basically, you don't know if he can handle social media. Yeah, no, I just don't. Basically, I just don't. No, I mean, I'm saying I think the the pitch we're getting is more of the same of what we've already seen, yeah. and that's not what Bond was. And so now we're just turning Bond into sort of um, uh, nostalgia. Yeah, with that and just like, oh yeah, he's still here, and he, but I don't understand what makes him relevant. Besides, oh yeah, well let's redo Sean Connery. That's still not making him relevant. I think Daniel Craig attempted to do it, but now we're getting bored of Daniel Craig. Yeah. Um, and I Daniel's see some. Daniel's a Bond, though. I see that. some uh, some yes bonds, uh, but I see some other. Yes, yeah, so you got there, some support there, there, but there's more bonds that are going for it, man. I'm gonna give. Uh, I'm still giving Team Alpha the first point. Ding, oh. ding, ding. I well, I wasn't personally sold. Um, can you check your car? I'm worried your car isn't. Someone just rang, and I want to go. Oh, yeah, check, check it. Go check your. Make sure or, or go. Someone is trying to break into my house, or dox me, or your car is getting towed. Uh oh. <laughs> one just go check. Um, while Adon goes and checks that. Jesse, right. for the record, I'd go watch your Bond film. I watch everything Bond. He's one of my favorite franchises. <laughs> <laughs> He's fantastic. Oh, yeah. I'm just getting I, – I, you, you sold me on the boredom. Um, and uh, sorry, I'm just making sure. Uh... All right. So next up, this news just got broken. 
Uh, this is this is crazy. I know one of you doesn't like Friends, and one of you said, "Hell's yeah!" But guys, <laughs> the Friends reunion special is coming to HBO Max, and a deal has been made. Cast is expected to return. Uh, they're paying them three to four million each for appearing on what's being called a reunion special uh, or reboot, or it's just like a one episode special thing that they're going to do of the sort of the characters reuniting uh, all in a bid to sort of uh, sell the idea of friends coming back to HBO max. Um, so uh, what do you guys think? Uh, is this something that could be good? They're paying them three to 5 million each. That's not enough. They need to double it. This is, if you want to talk male role models, you're talking Ross, you're talking Chandler, you're talking Joey. These are the ultimate in alpha males for the new generation. Wasn't Using Chandler a giant dick? Chandler had a trans father. How da- how dare you say anything negative? He showed us what it was like to deal with your father having a sex change and becoming Morgan Fairchild. These were these are these were as important lessons then as they are now. Talk about stale. Talk about preying on nostalgia. Wow. Okay. I grew up without friends as a relevant part of my life, and I did just fine. Thank you. All I can say is how irritatingly annoying it was to hear people go on about these boring-ass lives of these boring-ass people who all sat on this boring-ass couch together. There's nothing really interesting about it. The only, the, the most interaction I've had with friends was doing a scene from it in one of my acting classes, and already to get something relevant, they had to cobble together like four different scenes to even make it remotely logical or make sense, and it was one of the most pain stupid, idiotic things I've ever seen. It was some dumbass argument about like, oh, well, we were broken up when you slept with somebody else, but now I can't trust you anymore. This mundane, idiotic drivel. Very relevant. Reinforces these dumb ways that we navigate our relationships. Watching people, watching like little, the show's friends, but what is this? A bunch of drama about friends fighting each other over dumb things. It just reinforces the negative ways in which we communicate with each other, make it think that it's okay to hold petty, petty bullshit over your friend's head forever and ever and ever. It's just a bunch of drivel and nonsense. And the only reason they're remaking it is for that nostalgia. I'm assuming that HBO's uh, subscription ratings are hurting after Game of Thrones finished with a fizzle. Uh, and now they need something to bring people back into the service. So what better way to do it than to just capture everyone's nostalgia because that's easy talk about a a a a bald-faced money grab that's just i'm over i don't need it i don't need to touch that at all i don't give a rat's ass jesse 22 percent of millennials say they have quote no friends this is the loneliest generation in 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 years in centuries we need We need friends now more than ever. We need to teach the children how to be friends. You deal with your struggles with your friends. You go to a coffee. They're spending all their days, all their time online playing Fortnite. They need to be at a local coffee house exchanging ideas in a public forum. Just like the way we used to do it. Having dumb arguments over who told who which secret and who didn't say whatever thing. Like, yeah, it's definitely how friendship works. Oh, my God, what a great example. I learned how to interact with everybody via TV show. Also, if 22% of millennials don't have friends, why would they, what would they get out of watching a show about a bunch of friends hanging out other than hating themselves more and wanting to die? I mean, that seems kind of cruel. Like, hey, you don't have any friends. 
Why don't you watch other people be friends? That's not fixing the problem of them sitting online in their little worlds. That's making it worse. You're just giving them the more parasocial interactions of, oh, I can feel like I have friends by watching, oh, who's the what's it all grown up and 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 married to this person and that person. I feel hope like my life could suck less, but then I turn it off and realize my life still sucks and I still have no idea how to talk to people because my entire childhood was dictated by sitting in front of this television, watching people interact in a completely ridiculous and unrealistic way. So when I go out into the world and try to have real human interactions, I don't know what I'm doing. Derpeneur, so I just run home <laughs> and put on a lot of friends. What's ridiculous about a paleontologist having a pet monkey? I'm sorry. What's what's ridiculous about that? I'm not even going to go on the pet, pet, pet monkey. How many paleontologists do you even know? I'm none. Uh, I don't even. I'm sure they don't look like Ross. Already either. unrelatable. Already what's, unrelatable. What's unrealistic about having a 3,000 foot square apartment, a square foot apartment in the middle of Manhattan? What's yeah, that's unrealistic? The, that's the least realistic part of the entire show. If anything ever happened on Friends, that is easily the least realistic part. Look, I'm excited about it. I want to see what Joey has been doing between the spinoff of Joey and episodes, and then now to the Selling reunion. Meth. Selling meth and uh, screwing prostitutes. The end. Could I be any more excited? No. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Well, there you go. You just gave Jesse the point. <laughs> Jesse, bravo. Uh, I got to say, not much to say there. Jesse sort of scored that one, so now we're tied. Don, Ian, did you have anything to add there? I felt like that was a pretty clear no, cut. Yeah, she fought the hell out of that. Good job, Jesse. And and for the record, I am a huge Seinfeld fan too, Michael. So shout out. Uh, all right, I want to go. I, I'm curious. I'm I'm I uh, have two figures here. I'm playing. Who's the best with you guys? I let's keep the let's keep it on James Bond. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna flip the coin. Uh, let's flip my SD card. Uh, Jesse, he got to pick last. You get to pick this time. Heads or tails? Tails. It is tails. You get to pick. Oh, All right, I have two characters here. You have to tell me who would be the better James Bond. Okay. Okay. So first up, we have Jeff Goldblum. Okay. Wait, we're talking about young Jeff or current Jeff? Any Jeff you want. Oh. oh. Any Jeff you want. <laughs> Hybrid of all the Jeffs, whatever you think. And uh, we got Gaston from Beauty and the Beast. Gaston and Jeff Goldblum, who would be the better James Bond? Uh, Jesse, you get to pick first. While you're thinking that I didn't, I want to. I, I meant to call out a, a support. We got. Can you? Did someone else have that? Who sent me that? Just earlier? saw one. Yeah. Is it still on yours? Uh, for some reason, it left. What? Why does it disappear? I need to find a better place to keep all those in one place. Uh, is it still on your feed? Uh, well, mine got silent when I. Oh, uh, sorry. I know someone gave me that five dollar donation, and I meant to call you out, and now it's. What if you click on it? Uh, click on that. Where? The four nine and I don't think it'll work there. Uh, yeah, no, no. Okay. Anyway, I apologize. If somebody knew who it was, put it down there so I can call you out, and thank you. There's a way to look in some place, but my streamlabs doesn't work. But anyway, thank you for that donation. I saw whoever did that. Uh, Bub Blis wasn't it Bub you Bubliski? Was it you? Uh, you said congratulations, good work, good stream. I think so. Thank you for that support. Uh, keep them coming. If I see them, I'll, I'll interrupt sooner. All right, but Jesse, now you've had time. Who are you picking, Jeff Goldblum or Gaston? All right. Well, clearly the obvious answer here is Gaston. Uh, Gaston is almost James Bond in and of himself. Uh, he's manly. He's masculine. Uh, he doesn't play by the rules. He is pretty much, I mean, like, you just got to tweak a couple things. I think you could convince him to tone down that, like, pitchfork, you know, toting mob. 
to you know to you know play. I, I honestly also think it is gonna be much easier to teach uh, Gaston a good British accent than uh, Jeff Goldblum. I just don't see Jeff Goldblum with the accent work. Um, and Bond just can't. I mean, not not knocking stutters. I think he's very charming. Jeff, James Bond can't stutter. He can't. He's smooth talking. He's smarmy. He's sexy. And look, I. Th- I was in your feed, Jesse. What? You're losing me? Sorry, now I got you. Okay, I'm back. I see you. Uh, sorry. Are you guys ordering a pizza? No, sorry. I, I, Don's car got towed out of my my place, and so he's trying to figure it out. Uh, sucks. That's it literally drive parked in my driveway, and my t- I'm gonna. I just lost my S on the. Anyway, but I, sorry, you're also your your audio kept cutting out, Jesse, so I couldn't hear you. Okay. But we lost to Don for a minute because he's going to sort that out while we're talking, so he doesn't get fined more. But sorry, you were saying start this again. Yeah. Uh, why is Jeff Goldblum? Why is Gaston the better uh, Bond? I want to I want to hear it clearer. Okay. Oh, before you do that, absentee God. Friends were so horrible. It just seemed like every episode was about the same thing. Couldn't relate to the show at all, and the jokes were so dry. Plus, it's a ripoff of Living Single. It is. Yeah, yeah. Glad I love somebody... when they got David Strummer, and then he's like, well, maybe they should do a Black Friends. <laughs> and they're all like, yeah, it was called Living Single, and it was before Friends, you dick. Uh, yeah, go on YouTube. They have like a scene-for-scene scene shot of the same scene on both shows. <laughs> it's, it's pretty crazy. It's crazy, Thanks, yeah. and absentee good. All right, now back to you, Jesse. You were saying, go ahead. Now, hopefully, your audio will work. Gaston is one pitchfork mob away from just being James Bond. Like he just has to be maybe like read one more book. And uh, I think if you teach him his lines. That's fine. You're going to have a much easier time teaching Gaston a British accent than you are Jeff Goldblum. No question. I have comparable amounts of chest hair. So that's pretty much a good thing. Um, but I just, the, the, the stuttering, the speech pattern as endearing as it is and as wonderful as Jeff Goldblum is, it just doesn't work for Bond. You just can't have a Bond that's sort of <laughs> flubby. Like, that's the thing. Jeff Goldblum, at his heart, is a nerd. He is a beautiful, wonderful, magical, lovable, at times even sexy nerd. James Bond is not a nerd. Uh, I think, and also just if you want to talk, you know, working with these, you coaching these guys, you're going to have a much easier time reining the oozing toxic masculinity of Gaston into a palatable uh, package for the ladies and the, you know, men folk watching than you are pumping up a Jeff Goldblum into a uh, secret agent, suave, uh, international man of mystery kind of thing. Uh, I just... He just, he could be the guy, he could be a supporting character in your Bond film. He could be the guy in the computer, he could be a Q. You know, he could be the new, he could be Gaston's Q. But when it comes to just, I mean, James Bond, that masculinity is crucial to his character, and Gaston has it. Uh, Jeff Goldblum, I'm not saying he's not masculine, but it's well, I was just going to say, yeah, Dick, no. no masculinity from Jeff Goldblum. Do you response to that? Uh, I mean, this is crazy. I, look, I love Gaston's toxic masculinity as much as the next guy, but the fact of the matter is, is Gaston is too strong a personality to be James Bond. He could be a Bond villain, especially with that accent and all of his weird quirks, like juggling eggs and throwing eggs. He's more of an odd job than a James Bond. True, he has that incel tendency to get hung up on a woman. But if you're talking suave sophistication, you're talking earth girls are easy. You're talking you're talking dripping water on a lady's hand in a Jeep right in front of her boyfriend. Oh, that's nerves of steel. My imperfections, microscopic, microscopic. Jeff Goldblum has 
technology experience vis-a-vis uh, -vis the fly. He has shooting guns experience. I couldn't think of a movie before I started talking to fit that one. Uh, I, I think he Jeff Goldblum has a restrained amount of alcoholism where he could play a jazz bar and you don't really know how drunk he is. I'm You'd let Jeff Goldblum drive home because you don't know. Gaston, get this guy's keys. He's, he's, he's wrestling men in a bar and spitting all over the place. That's what we know about Gaston. There's no, there's no suaveness or there's no sophistication there. He's just a big, he's just a big pair of shoulders and oh, some no, muscles no, no, no. and a man bun. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, no, no. When he wanted to propose to Belle, don't forget, he is, he can be very charming with the ladies. Belle is a different animal, but he had every woman in that town eating out of the palm of his hand. And when he wanted to propose to her, he set up a very charming surprise with a band. He got all dressed up. He can absolutely rein it in, rein in the roar and turn on the charm. And that drunken Barbara, you're the one who called James Bond a drunken alcoholic guy who just wants to go and fight the world. By your own description, Gaston, is. you described them the same way. You described Gaston the same way you described James Bond. And again, we've seen his softer side. We've seen that delicate side that wants to woo Belle, that wants to, you know, take her home and take care of her and all that. So he has that balance of that of that rugged masculinity with that charming side. And he turns it on and off like James Bond does. Uh, Jeff Goldblum is a very versatile actor, but but he's kind of one of those people where all of his different elements are always present in his work. There's not things he can turn off and on. He kind of brings a little bit of all of that. And he's incredible. He's immensely talented. He's very charming. Um, but there's just something about that, his presentation, that he has a very neurotic, uh, he has a very neurotic presentation. Even is Ian Malcolm. Dick, any final thoughts there? Uh, look, I'll give you I'll give you that Gaston is a murderous alcoholic. He does sound a lot like James Bond, but what he's missing and what he couldn't uh, Gaston could not could not find one of these if he tripped on it is a one-liner. If you want sarcastic smug one-liners that a man delivers and then is more pleased with himself for having said than anyone else enjoyed it, you're looking at Jeff Goldblum. In fact, I think he would be a better Bond than Daniel Craig. He would bring That's some of the magic true, back actually. because he could seduce. He's so seductive he could seduce men and women alike. Jeff now, that's the thing, is is you're discounting the existence of a script. So they can write those one-liners for Gaston. And I think that that self-satisfaction um, that you're looking for is going to be very evident by the fact that he's going to sit there going, ha ha, I memorized the line. And he's going to be very proud of himself. And that smug self-satisfaction is going to ooze right onto the screen. <laughs> I can't. I can't lie though. I would love to see Jeff Goldblum just with his awkward speech, like, "Oh, uh, this is a grenade launcher. I, I'd, I'd like to shoot you with it," <laughs> or negotiating like sleeping with a girl. Oh, I think this is time we do uh, intercourse. I would love. I would love to see that. It would be the funniest thing ever. So you're picking Ooh, Jeff Goldblum? Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, Parody. There you go. He could be a parody, Bob. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 got, I was sweep off her feet. I was on the fence, but I got to say, uh, there's something about it, and I want catchphrases, so <laughs> I'm glad Ian I just was... want to hear him say Baccarat. That's all. I just want to hear him say Baccarat for an <laughs> and hour he'd get and up half. there and he'd play. He'd get up there and play because he's like a jazz guy, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, uh, oh, this is tough because I, I uh, it seems like the obvious choice, and you made a good, valid effort. Jesse, sorry, my Smirnoff... It's getting me into indigestion here. I got to stop doing this drink. Uh, I got to say, though, 
I got to give it to Dick. Uh, I want to see Jeff Goldblum as Bond, especially if we can go to old to younger Jeff Goldblum oh, and yeah. pick Jurassic Park. I mean, oh, come on, God. the Jurassic Park shirtless <laughs> Goldblum Bond. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I got to go there. So that gives what's that? Wait, does that mean Dick wins? I think yeah. so. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> wow. Well, that's Dick lost last time, or did you win? No, you lost last I time. I lost last time. time. Oh, you won. Oh, you oh, won. Yeah. So you've won two. So Je- yeah. oh man, Jesse's down one, but you've won one, Jesse. Uh, so now we have uh, we have to do a rematch of this. Re- I now, want a rematch. This was Absolutely. very close. You guys were so much fun. Uh, thank you to all the people who commented and, and watched. Uh, there were some very comment, funny comments throughout that last one. Um, so I appreciate all you guys listening. Uh, and both of you were great. Uh, uh, man from Bunda, two dollars. Man, f tow truck drivers. Right, Don. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'll help yeah. you on this one because that was my fault. I should have told you not to park there. They shouldn't <laughs> have told you. You were in my freaking driveway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm gonna anyway. Got distracted there for a minute of it because that was just not cool. And they charge you like two hundred bucks. Isn't it like two hundred bucks or something? Not just like under. It. And they told me if I don't get there by a certain time, they're like, it will go up. Oh, those ass. Yeah. Well, oh. here we go. I got I got sixteen dollars. I'm putting towards the, towards the one. <laughs> <laughs> today's stream. That's like I'll go right towards there. the Don's tow truck fee uh, because that was that sucked. Uh, when they tow you out of your own driveway, you know they're just shady mfers who are just literally waiting for the opportunity. So anyway, uh, yes, thank you, Bunda. F, F tow truck drivers, uh, but not F these guys. Thank you guys for, for watching and doing this. Uh, I'm going to do my quick after the stream really fast after this. Adon won't be here. Uh, I'm going to figure out how to get Adon over there, uh, but stay tuned for that. Uh, if you are a member and you join, you can join us for a quick conversation where we do that, and I offer you guys that every week. Uh, so come back really quick. Uh, it'll be in the uh, uh, post section of it or the bulletins or whatever they call that dumb stuff uh you can come support us there all you have to hit is join become a member and then it's unlocked a bunch of content that you can't see elsewhere so if you like nerd wars if you want to see nerd wars weekly if you want to keep this channel going and this show specifically because this is the most work i do on a show and i got to see you guys watching it or supporting it or i'm just going to do other shows uh so support it and show me otherwise i'll just you know we'll, we'll do it more haphazardly uh but those of you who've been watching thank you so much smash that like button for me at least leave a comment down below when it's back and thank you everybody for watching i want to give uh, plugs here dick you one where can people find you patreon.com slash the dick show uh the dick show.com don't go to just dick show.com you will be in for a surprise <laughs> uh jesse you earned your plug as well where where people find you mindless entertainment on youtube that's right mindless entertainment on youtube you can also find me on patreon at mindless entertainment i got a lot of content now going on patreon that is not available for the general public but for just a dollar a month you can get two extra videos for two dollars a month you're getting tons of extra content so yeah definitely check that out well so stick around who are helping me on this are going to be here. Episode 11. I'm setting it right now. It's going to be in uh, the uh, special place you go for tabs. People know how to find that, I think. Where are those? Does he, I don't know. I, you'll find them in my uh, channel thing. But uh, those of you who are members, thank you so much for being a member. We'll be over there in one minute. So stay tuned. And everybody else, have an awesome night. We'll be back with more content all throughout the week. Uh, and check out my last video about Sam Raimi. I had a big news. I'm doing some jo- uh, gigs for Fandom Wire, which is a big Facebook group. So you're going to see me over there. Uh, thank God for them for helping uh, me. Uh, so thank all of you. And uh, have an awesome night, everybody. Thank you, Jesse. Thank you, Dick. Thank you, Adon. Thank you, Ian. Uh, the controversy over on YouTube. All these links are down in the description. And Nerd Tots, uh, go support yep. my buds. And their programming on YouTube. Love you guys. Thanks so much. Have a good night. See you later. Bye.